Listening to the Taku Spirit Anime Cast. My name is Andrew, and I'm joined here with Chris. Yo. Today is our part three of our spring 2015 season anime season reviews. Uh, we've had two other parts with about 12 or 13 some odd uh, titles, but this will be another one, two, three, four, five, six shows. We were going to have seven, but unfortunately, something never happened. You never finished. Blood Blockade Battlefront never finished. And I went through all that trouble to catch up on them, too. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunate thing. Apparently, they had delay on it. They tried to up the length of it. It was conflicting with other shows that are just starting. Um, and they suspended it indefinitely, so we have no conclusion for it. I mean, I can, I can suggest it based off how much I've enjoyed it, but at the same time, I don't have any conclusion to the story, so I don't know if the story's going to be, you know, conclude terribly or what so unfortunate but maybe maybe when it does air if it's spectacular maybe we'll do a podcast on it if not we'll just i'll just do a written review or something i don't i don't know but yeah we're from the otakuspirit.com website you can go there for our news reviews and coverage of new and old anime as well as our wonderful community in the forums at the top uh, great people on there i do want to specifically uh mention uh logan has done a great job here recently getting all of our uh summer 24 uh 2015 stuff all kind of compile on there i wanted to give him a little props on that as well as all the other great people we have on there that are doing a great job and entertaining each other yep creating some cool little things to do together um fortunately some of that we're not able to take part in because the season starting has been really really crazy um that's part of the thing on the talkspirit.com doing the first impression for the new shows that are coming up in summer and uh recently did a thing on uh, school live which was kind of an interesting article to do which was kind of looking at the hidden symbolism in there which was a lot of fun so people seem to have liked that one we got a lot of, a lot of traffic on that one so cool stuff um, but yeah we for today we have uh etotama raycon plastic memories sound euphonium uh, i can't understand what my husband is saying second thread and my teenage romantic comedy snafu 2 and our intro was from my Teenage Romantic Comedy Snafu 2, which is Pseudo Spring by Nagi uh, Yanagi. So, good stuff right there. So, I guess we should get started. Are you sure? 
maybe. It, it, it doesn't look good for you on, on your side. Are you are you automatically assuming that I hate everything? I I I'm just guessing off of your notes. <laughs> I, I'm I'm gonna go with the usual thing here that you're probably just gonna all assume that we're going to have a bunch of shows here that Chris is going to absolutely gush on and find nothing wrong with, and Angel will actually point out the things that are wrong with it. So there know. is one. There is one in this list that is probably going to be flipped on us. So <laughs> who knows? It's all a surprise to everybody, and then it's not because yeah, Andrew likes to be critical. Andrew likes to critique stuff that he loves, so they make him better. There's not nothing wrong with critiquing if you love it. That's all right. That's all right. If you love it. <laughs> Andrew's a bad man. I guess we'll get started. Let's go into Etotama. This show, Etotama, follows a boy named Amato Takeru, and Takeru is doing his usual routine, and suddenly he runs into a pack of girls who ask them, what is all the 12 Zodiacs, and... I think he managed to get, like, through seven up of Up to them. horse. Up to horse, yeah. Yeah. And then he kind of stumbled over it, and then they all kind of looked sad, and then that was it. And then was later on... Probably a ho- snake. I don't remember. But anyways, he gets home, <laughs> and he's suddenly confronted by a girl named Nyantan. And Nyantan is a very, very, very energetic little girl with cat ears and a cat tail, and she turns out to be the cat... Uh, a cat, uh, what do they call him? Uh, no, she's not a Zodiac. She's a Eto Musumi. And she wants to become one of the Zodiacs because every 60 years, the Zodiacs, the gods apparently have a competition or tournament called the ETM 12. And the girls, all the Zodi, all the girls have to come together. All the Eto girls have to come together and see who's going to win to become part of the 12 Zodiacs. And she wants to become one of them. She she apparently got tricked out of her last uh, out of the last competition, but she wants to obtain all the zodiac symbols so that she can become one of the zodiacs. And due to her being there, all the girls suddenly <laughs> decide to show up to find out what uh, Nyanta is doing at this boy's house. And it turns out that she likes Nyanta, or she likes Takaru because he gives off seemingly a, a large abundance of what do they call it It was like a spiritual energy or something like that yeah it was it was a a more pure form not that he was giving extra he was just giving a stronger form of it yeah and so essentially the the zodiacs of course are are built on the idea of protecting these each location of japan and in this case uh each that's why they were kind of so on on the idea of trying to get him to you know, call out each one of the Zodiacs is because they want to be recognized because people have suddenly dwindled away their their idea of actually acknowledging the Zodiacs and thus they don't get that energy as much as they used to. And Takaru is a case where he just gives a whole bunch of it. So they kind of start swarming around his house and trying, like I said, trying to figure out what Nyantan is doing. And most of them seem to like not want Nyantan to do it because something happened in the past and the whole situation of her being tricked out of it and comedy ensues for the rest of the show pretty much <laughs> that was like the first episode and then comedy ensues for the rest of it um and then this uh the more important aspect of the story is muton who shows up and she has a critical part in nyanta's life and that is to annoy the hell out of everybody that's watching including <laughs> nyanta <laughs> uh but yeah that, that's that's basically the story that they, they they at some point kind of bring in the the mouse zodiac who is apparently the one that tricked Nyantan, and she desperately wants to destroy the cat 
Eto or whatever, Nyantan. And so they're trying to figure out why exactly she hates her so much and why she tricked her. And I'm trying to make something out of something that's not really there. <laughs> uh, I think that was like the first episode was a story. And then they kind of sprinkle a little bit here and there. And then the last two episodes was like, Boosh, there's a story. And the rest <laughs> is just kind of humor. Which is both an up and a down. For for starters, for me, um, the story actually towards the end was actually a lot more interesting than I thought it would be. Like when wow, it started kicking, I'm impressed. When it started kicking up, it was like... <laughs> now, I think it's logically flawed in certain ways. I mean, there was a lot of... Why would you go that far? I mean, that is seriously going way far. But at the same time, it was interesting. I, you, there was aspects to it that I don't know that they... I don't know if that was a translation problem or if they just didn't. You can't did, it translate wasn't clear. what that ability was, though. I, I I think that it was. I don't think that they clarified it good enough because I think that her motivations was slightly different than what what was actually happening, and and it. I don't. It's just an impression that I got because of Nyantan and now. If it wasn't, if they were actually implying that she was doing what, um, what the what Chutan did, or what she was after, then yeah, I can I I would say that's logic, that's character logic being extremely flawed, and I have a huge problem with that. But what they were implying to me. I'm trying so hard not like, to actually I like it say when it. A show, when a show has logical issues and Chris will still defend it. Somehow. No, I'm not. I'm not <laughs> because I, I because I I because I'm I'm specifically saying if it was if it is what it the way it was said and the rules of what was used. Yeah, I have a problem with the character logic there, but I got a different impression from it based on the character logic and that situation. I don't think it was as as strong of a situation as it was implying, but I I, I have to say it's off of the ability and what yeah, the ability I, I don't I don't blame you on that that one. And like even if that, you say it's a translation issue, it still has what was visually happening gives you an assumption of what it was, even without the translation is my is my point, I guess. I don't know, but anyway, it, it's it. it we're like I said, it's up there as a questionable thing. <laughs> I have a problem with this question. Um, but in all honesty, I loved this show. I I thought it was absolutely adorable, and I can I can I can save a whole bunch of people's tr- troubles because one of the things that you get the impression of at the very beginning is that this is a harem, and it is not a harem. No. Um, it does have harem elements. It, I I I can say that, but it really is not a harem. Oh, by the de- um, the definition, yeah, you, the elements. But by the definition of pursuing, yeah, then, two, maybe. if even that, I mean, one that. was not even a love interest kind of thing. It was just a desire for what he had. It, well, they I, the, when I say elements, it's like okay, all of them become appreciative. They're of in him. his house. They're in his house, <laughs> and they're appreciative of him. 
And it's a bunch of girls, one guy. So you can imply that there is harem elements here, but it is not a harem. Don't worry about that. It's not a constant. Let what they're all focusing their entire lives around him, even though yeah, in a way See, they are. Prob- <laughs> See, that's the problem. It's not necessarily that it's a harem to Takaru. It's a, it's a harem to Nyantan. If you want to go with anybody, it would be Nyantan's harem. I but can it, get, I can give her at least two people that are very interested in him. Three. Oh no. I I thought you were saying Yanta. Three, four, possibly, that are just totally in love with (laughs) Yanta. I'll go three. I'll go three that are definites. Uh, Yeah, so you got it. You have it right there. Um, I'll definitely go on the bounds of, on the the side of a very visually good looking show. Not really. The the CG that they used was great. I like the cell shaded animation they did it fit well it did wasn't jarring in any way it served a purpose to make some very fun and energetic battles i really liked the battles mm-hmm. they were all very clever they used, i mean even down to the 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 bunny girl when she fought when she fought against her <laughs> and the whole uh you know rock paper scissors look this direction thing that was just fun i liked all the different battles they had in it even though later on when it started getting more Serious. It was a lot more uh, dark. It was very surprisingly dark towards the end. Uh, I, I found a lot of the later battles to be like, wow, they're going this way. I mean, where did this come from? Because we just had, you know, eight, nine <laughs> episodes of stupid fun with Mouton constantly sexually harassing Nyantan. <laughs> to go into this was like, okay, we're, we're getting more serious. And it, and it worked well. I like the battles. They were all top-notch i like them well even when this show got serious uh, it, uh, to be fair it, it it still had a light-hearted feel to it even though it was serious i mean you definitely felt a difference in the tone but it still maintained its light-heartedness which i thought that was, oh, it was entertaining maybe yeah anything uh, it was a little surprising though because i i to go on to the characters <laughs> nantan was it was at the ganky level that i don't like she was too loud she was too obnoxious. I thought she was adorable. I love yes, her character design. Absolutely adorable. But and she was way too hyper ganky for me. I mean, she was on the levels it of was like so hard. I I, uh, I I would I would almost say that it was bordering on the edge of being too much for me. And like a lot the of t- like the teacher too. from uh, the dual dual. Uh, yeah, no, called? no, no. She was. Just- oh, she was far beyond that character. <laughs> far beyond that character. Which was sad because having a main character be that hyper ganky was like, oh, we have to follow her around too, don't we? <laughs> uh, Uritan was like my only saving grace, <laughs> so <laughs> I I attached to her and I think she was the for like your sake the the get me through the writing hell uh, because I don't think the show really had enough substance. I did enjoy the battles. I did enjoy the later parts of it. I enjoyed the very first part of it because most. All of the humor really relies on fourth wall breaking. Yes, I can agree with that. In almost every situation, they're saying stuff like, these can't come off the characters. They're on the cells. They're not uh, post-production. And uh, you're just doing that to speed up the progression of the story, aren't you? (laughs) Well, your perfect example of that would be your your absolutely despised episode of the, um, the Snakes, Snakes Road, which was... Absolute. To me, I thought it was hilarious. Um, oh, that was painful that was because the, it was a. It, it was, was a, it was a, a hidden. It was a hidden recap. Episode. It was a recap. That's what it, the word I was looking for. It was a recap episode. That was like, but that's I like thought a, it was that's hilarious. Like the worst sin. That's like the worst sin. That's like uh, Blood Blockade Battlefront did the same thing with their ten point five. There are hidden recap episodes where you're like, 
is there going to be something new in here? This is obviously a recap episode. Is there something? And you watch through the whole thing because you're afraid there's going to be something new. And that's stupid of me to think that there's going to be something new in an Etotama, but I did. <laughs> but I do give it that. There was a couple of really funny parts in it. So it, I thought it was it was decently clever. Now the thing about this this show, it, and I think that maybe the the real thing is is I have to agree there wasn't a lot of substance here, but I don't think that they were trying for substance. I think they well, were just the trying the, to be the jokes got goofy. repetitive. Uh, not really. I thought that they were decent. I, I mean, I felt a, a, a totally, I mean, episode to episode, they were just playing on a different group of, of jokes. It wasn't, it wasn't like they were, Mouton was well, yeah, probably about jokes, the only one. It was always the same reaction. It was always, uh, Takaru off the side saying, oh, what do you mean by this is this? And talking and, and breaking the fourth wall. And then you had... Nyantan, everything she responds to is screaming and sh- and and hurling at the screen. It's, it's just none of it really felt very clever. It was just spontaneous yelling and fourth wall breaking for me. And that's all I was really gathering out of. Oh yeah, and then Mouton coming in and yeah, Mouton. Mouton was probably everybody. the one the one joke that just was absolutely destroyed for me. I mean, and it actually I, tried to redeem her character towards the later part of the yeah, flashbacks. Yeah, was like, so frustrating. Don't, don't do that. Don't try to redeem her. They explained her well, I guess. Uh, it's it's just like one of those things. I did end up liking Mouton towards the end. <laughs> towards the very end. Very end. Uh, and the, well, that's the same case with Nyantan. I hated her the entire series until the very end when they were doing the flashbacks. Like, the flashbacks of her, she was an awesome character way back in the day. Cause, and it's early on in the, ep- the show, but they'll kind of reveal the idea that Nyantan is, has lost her memory. She's She doesn't remember anything of what she was. And all she knows is that she wants to become uh, one of the Zodiacs. And so later on, you'll kind of start seeing the memories that she lost. And it's like, wow, she was actually a pretty cool looking character back then. She was a lot, she was still a little ganky, but she wasn't obnoxious ganky. So I was like, please, let's go back and start over with that character. <laughs> I, I, it's so frustrating because I, there, there is this aspect of Nyantan that I could not stand. And I will agree with you. Just laugh. There, there, there was. I mean, yeah, she was extremely. And and when you had brought up the point, she was constantly screaming. Yeah, I I agree. But I think that it, it's really hard because she 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 toted a line that surprisingly well to me, which I I Ugh, no. I bordered on the edge of not liking her and liking her at the same time. It was so. It's because she's cute. She is adorable. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I agree. She got loud what, and it was st- annoying sometimes. What is that stupid dual show that I'm trying to think of? I keep wanting to bring it up and I don't know the name of it, so I can't <laughs> name it. So, but in that, it's like in that show, she that teacher was way less. But you you were obnoxious. You were in pain from that character. So I'm like, the only thing I can well, think of the difference is that this character's cute and she wasn't. So. Probably <laughs> your, your your intolerance level is like is is constantly knocked down by cute kawaii 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 it's kawaii I will bear with it. I, she came out and she licked him at the very beginning, and I was like, I will follow her. <laughs> it's like that moment where suddenly you have the 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 sound is like pitched out by that ringing noise. You can't hear the obnoxious scream that she's doing because you're like. That was cute. <laughs> you, got, you got the Foucault eyes going on and, and the stars going past your face from Clonaud or something. 
Maybe. Just maybe. <laughs> but yeah, I only, I only managed to get through it because of Yuri Tan, so Test Test. Test Test? Test Test Girl was the best. There even, was even a lot the, of... The, <laughs> I, I, I fell in love with a lot of the characters in that show. So, I mean, no matter how you look at it, I it's found... It's just sad that they didn't really touch many of them. I mean, you, you hit you hit Mouton, you hit uh, the the Tiger Girl, hit her, I thought that her the, sensei, I thought that the, the, the Sheep Girl, the Healer, the... Um, of course, the mouse, and of course, Nyantan. But like they, the they, monkey and the yeah, puppy, they, yeah, they, they, they kind of touch those ones. They got like, kind of dumped them. together in one episode, <laughs> <laughs> and that was the the stupid Chutons episode. <laughs> so she got three all at once, and it was like, okay, that just sucks. <laughs> sadness, sadness. All the characters I wanted to actually explore. That's all right though. Um, but yeah, I. I think most of this show was very broken by Nyantan and her hyper ganky. But if you don't mind the hyper, super duper hyper ganky, you might overlook like like I couldn't. Um, I did think it had some great character designs. I enjoyed the battle scenes. I enjoyed how they wrapped it up towards the end. Um, but it's just that journey was a quite a bumpy I, road for me. Yeah, the the visuals are very very solid all the way through this show. I mean, I can't think of any time where I felt like anything was off model i didn't really feel like there was a lot of stills i mean you, you can't really get away from stills they're gonna throw stills in a show so um but i don't really remember too many of them and the cg was absolutely gorgeous and there was m- moments that that were in my opinion they were decently moving so i mean it, it was an enjoyable ride that that show was definitely in my opinion a, that was done a, by a good a solid show that was done by a studio that's like fresh in anime. I think they've just really done CG work, so it'll be interesting to see whatever they do. Just hopefully next time they won't have hyper genkies as their main characters. I look forward to what they can do next time. Uh, next one is where Andrew can take a break and just kind of leave for a little while, and that is Raycon. One of the shows that I actually watched that Andrew didn't watch. The this only season. show that he watched <laughs> that Andrew didn't watch. Uh, well, there's a couple I, more, but you but the, you gave up on those like three seasons ago. So, ah, <laughs> uh, Recon, did you want to read the thing for me? Isn't it based off a four panel comic? Not I much story know. here. It's uh, Hibiki. He is a is the main character. She is she has the ever since she was a child, she had the ability to to see things that people weren't other people weren't seeing a person or whatever. And it turns out these are spirits. She's able to see spirits that nobody else can see that are floating around us on our daily basis, uh, which makes her out to be quite a weird girl, but everybody kind of accepts it over some time. And she she meets uh, Narumi, who is uh, ends up being kind of caught up in what she's doing and, and speaking and taking care of the... Because Hibiki has a, real, a, a bad case of she doesn't want to ignore the spirits. She's constantly trying to help them with their situations and... She'll make a a coat for one that looks like it's cold, or or play with the children that are passed away because they're stuck in a location and had nobody to play with, and sadness and tears. Yep. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> There's so, only like two sentences to the synopsis. So <laughs> you did. Pretty I had good. to work with it. You did pretty good. You don't know the other. Oh, there's two lots of there's on lots the of hairs over eyes. <laughs> Forbidden transparent hair. There's two characters. (laughs) No, actually, there's a few. (laughs) Ah, this show, this show, this show. 
Um, Tell us how amazing this show is because Andrew dropped it. Oh, I can't say it's amazing. That's the main problem. Well, see, I'll, I'll go with what I've what I've seen so far, and it was like maybe how far was it until the the egg episode? Like three episodes or four? Maybe probably about three. I think I might have gone a little past that, but the thing that I kind of noticed about the show is it did really feel like a four panel comic. It it literally I oh, it extremely. felt jarring how literally they'll have a maybe a three to four minute segment. And then it'll just transition to something completely different. It never felt and like at, it was always flowing. At first, I I didn't feel that. I didn't feel that at oh, first. Oh, I fell around the pads. And sadly. but now later on, I started noticing it more and more. So it was a case where they would be like, "Hey, what are you doing?" I they they keep closing opening the doors for me, and then boom, what are you making? Well, I'm making a thing for this other person, and then boom, hey, I got these zombie toys for you. That's that's where I felt it was the the transition from situation to situation. It never felt. Like it was one concise day. The only exception to that was the the cases where it did feel like the show got serious, where it was like dealing, like I said earlier, dealing with these children that needed somebody to play with. That was heartbreaking to watch that. Mm-hmm. And then the the case with the the egg making, it was like heartbreaking to watch that. And that stuff felt like a solid story. And then it would go back to the, like I said, the the the, the sectioned jokes. And I, I guess it's that aspect of. I enjoyed the heartwarming moments, and there was definitely a lot of moments where I laughed out loud, like especially the the, the pervert cat. You, I couldn't help but laugh whenever he popped up on the screen, especially when they're like, "Oh, it's a cute cat," and he's going, "Let me see your pansu," and nobody can hear that, of course, because he's a cat. <laughs> but it, outside of the 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 funny cat and outside of the really heartwarming moments, it was just these jokes. I'm just not getting them, I guess. They're not jokes for me. I I honestly the the about the only thing that <laughs> kept me going through there was those heartwarming moments because oh my gosh there was just slog moments. In, Did you make an outline like you made with Space Danny so I can just watch those? It pretty much every other episode. <laughs> <laughs> it felt like that. I I I honestly I I, I can do that. I'll I'll make you an outline because it, really those those heartwarming moments were absolutely beautiful in my opinion. I loved them. Um. I the 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 egg the egg episode actually ended up turning out to be really really sweet. Um, the, nah, but, no. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the, that's that's the trick to this this show, and it, and it and it's really kind of frustrating because I think that they overplayed a lot of the jokes. I mean, uh, Andrew was mentioning some of the jokes that that kind of repeated through some of the like the the zombie the zombie one in particular they did take some different angles on that zombie joke but it seems it to be was, that character's was, yeah purpose, that was she's her. even on the cover art with the zombie <laughs> she's on the she she whenever they played her joke they played it pretty much every time there was one girl that they called messiah and there was a whole backstory as to why they called her that and her joke went through the entire series um, same thing with a couple of the other characters, and it's like, okay, I'm assuming Narumi constantly denies the fact that she can see spirits through the entire series. I think that there was a trick to her becoming being able to see him, but they played they played really heavily on the idea that she was afraid of him, and she was in absolute denial that they existed. That that was annoying, but yeah, it's. She she was super Sundete, and they even made jokes about the fact that she was Sundete. <laughs> oh, this show, this show, this show. Um, <laughs> I 
I'm mixed on it, honestly. I think that there is aspects to it that is worth the time and worth the slog, but I can't blame anybody for dropping this show if you can't get through those slogs. I can't really blame you, but I think that it's worth it in the end in some of those those episodes. Maybe I should just go ahead and write it write it down and just give it to you as a list so that you can put that up with the show. Just make a, just make an article the the one on one how to watch Raycon <laughs> how to watch Raycon you want to watch this segment of this episode because a cat shows up and then you watch this episode at this part because you get the, the cat moment. the cat was just dumb I mean even when they went and did they kill the joke I'm assuming they did act yeah they did um, they <laughs> was, did actually it was already killing the joke when I stopped watching they this they song. they did actually uh, explain why. <laughs> He was the way he was, and it was so stupid. I imagine some pervert old man spirit possessed the cat or something like that. I don't remember. I think I erased it. Just blanked out. So I don't feel bad for the only show that I that wasn't a repeated of a series that I have never watched. It. I mean. I mean. Like I said, it, there there was aspects to it that were worth it, but you know, I can't blame anybody for dropping it. And every time I wanted to decide to go back and watch, I was like, no. Anything else on that one? No, I think that I pretty much hit. I mean, the the visuals weren't that great, so it's not like you're. It was a comedy. You didn't really expect too much of it. It doesn't mean it's okay, but you kind of expect that from comedies anymore. All right, we'll move on to uh, Plastic Memories. This series follows Sukasa, who is called to the SAI Corporation, who is the biggest corporation for developing these things called Giftia, which are they never really explain it. It's like robotic something. They're created robotic human beings. They're, they're cyborgs kind of things. They never really got into it, but we'll get that later. Um, but he goes to this corporation. They send him to this first division of uh, what do they call them? They're uh, uh, retrievals. My gosh, it's been so long since we watched this. <laughs> this is the problem with the le- the later ones. It's a retrie- they're a retrieval department, terminal service department. There we go, terminal service department, and their sole purpose is to go out and retrieve these giftia. Because the giftia, even though these people purchase them and use them in their homes as kind of, most of them kind of become part of the family. Their purpose is to go there and say hey, they're they're coming out to the end of their lifespan and we have to retrieve them and take them back because the Giftia only have a lifespan of about nine and a half, nine, nine years and four months or nine years and six months, something like that. Sounds about right. And when they reach that point, there's memory degradations and, and risks that are involved with that. So the terminal service's whole purpose is to go out there and get them to... Normally, most terminal services go there and just retrieve them, whereas this department... Its leader has a has kind of made it their thing to actually talk the the people into giving up the giftia. It's just for some reason becomes their thing. So uh, rather than just go there and retrieve it, uh, roughly they go there and actually try to talk them into it, which becomes a difficult thing because most of these, like I said before, most of these families bring these giftia and they become part of the family. And an old lady that has a giftia to take care of her in her, you know, older age, she sees the the giftia as her granddaughter. Or you'll have this other family that or a, a guy that has a giftia and he falls in love with it. Stuff like that. So it, it becomes more difficult than one would might think. So um but yeah. 
When Sukasa gets there, he is assigned a partner. Every single human that becomes there, they're called spotters, I believe, and then they are assigned a a giftia that is their uh, their partner that usually is the head of the the negotiations. They go there, and the the giftia will speak to the people, and then they will retrieve it. So he is assigned a giftia. Her name is Isla. 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 Yeah, Isla. Isla. I don't know why it says yeah, yes. <laughs> Isla is uh, sort of reserved. She uh, is kind of very quiet girl. Uh, she was a partner of one of the other members of the uh, the terminal service department, but uh, she was allowed to become his partner. And so he's kind of having to struggle with learning what the terminal service does, uh, try to get Isla to open up more. She's very klutzy. She, she tries too hard at some points, and that usually leads to her goofing up. And at the same time, like I said, kind of turning, figuring out what they're supposed to be doing and how to better do the the, the terminal service. But yeah, that's that's mostly the story. What are your thoughts, Chris? I loved it. You loved it. <laughs> loved it to death. <laughs> Why did you? What did you love about it? You always just say you love it. What did you love about it? Ah, oh, I thought that there was some extremely uh, heart wrenching moments in the show. Uh, there was. I thought that it was decently th- well thought thought out. I mean, there was aspects to it that I thought story-wise kind of broke it down a little bit, but it was decently solid through and through. Um, I think that one of the main issues with this show, if you want to give it that, is I think that it um, it it dropped the ball in a way by focusing on something that it really shouldn't have focused on. And I think that that's probably where most people are going to get their frustration in the show. Uh, because really in all honesty, I think that although they, they, they had a, a concept and that, that would be the, the, um, the retrieval service. Um, and exploring that that concept and what it means and why it means why it's important, um, they took the next couple or they they took the next episode to explore the, the the team, and then they went into the next two episodes to explain the repercussions to not uh, doing that, and then they explored a, a situation where um, they delved into a character who had. Uh, joined the the retrieval team in a because of a retrieval that had gone bad and then they went into then they that's where after this part that's where i believe that they really kind of dropped the ball because then they started focusing on something that really should not have been focused on i don't blame them for doing it but um i think that it fell quite short because up until that point, they had been focusing on the world itself, and then after that point, they focused on <sighs> how is the best way to describe it? Because are we avoiding the spoiler that's obvious from the first episode? <sighs> it's a tragic girlfriend story. <laughs> I mean, honestly, it, it really is. But they they like I I mean I mean my brother pointed this out before it. They they revealed the car, the card too early and and I don't blame them for that. It's obvious though, so it, it but it's the problem that they they delved on it too long, and they didn't give it time to 
kind of settle in. Like they 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 they, they open the dirt, they threw the seed in, they close it, and then they're looking there trying to find where the 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 tomatoes coming out. You, you, they 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 rushed it to they rushed into it too quickly. They didn't give it time to kind of. They didn't give the time for the characters to really look like they were connected. It was just kind of like, no, we're we're good on this, we're doing this, and it's like you, you don't look like you would be at all connected. Well, the, the, okay, my main issue with this is okay. Wh- why would you assign somebody, uh, the brand new guy, to? <laughs> I hate to say it this way, but the tragic girlfriend. But why would you assign the the brand new guy to the one to the the giftia that has the shortest amount of time? Because really, in all actuality, that is the biggest flaw of this story in 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 general. Okay, um, and. Yeah, okay. He starts he he starts getting feelings for her from before he knew he was a a retrieval guy. Okay, I got that. But when in all actuality, once he finds out, okay, this giftia, this is a giftia number 1. Okay, so she's got a short amount of time, even if it's only 9 years. But you you expect me to swallow that the guy's going to go ahead and follow through with his feelings based on what yeah, it feels like a, a very months. short time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and and, and I, 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 okay. I, you can't, you can't, you can't decide your own feelings. You, I mean, all you can do is decide to foster them or deny your own feelings. Whatever. We'll go with that. Lollycon. Let's <laughs> <laughs> just call him a lollycon. Hey, I'm glad, I'm glad you, I, I, I thought she was adorable, and I know oh, that yeah. a lot of people didn't really care for, her, but. I thought she worked really well. She was very sweet, very cute. Um, but I think that the main problem was is that, like like my brother said, they they revealed the card too early, and so you didn't get a chance to really decide that you liked her because you ended up, well, not me personally, but uh, you end up shutting you you end up wanting to shut down that that part where you end up attaching yourself to that character. Um, it, the tragic girlfriends, they will work, but you have to sell the character before you decide to reveal that it's tragic girlfriend. Right. And that's, I mean, you can go through, I can go through a list of characters where you end up being sold on that character long before you find out they're a tragic girlfriend. Now, when they decide to show that it's a tragic girlfriend, okay, now you've got you're mad. Yeah, you're first mad. First off, <laughs> you have no choice. <laughs> but you you end up having usually they they will always reveal it when it's too late. Okay, you only got two weeks left with this tragic girlfriend. So, I I mean, and and I've <sighs> I'm glad you started first. Why? Because I think I would have gone through all that, and then you went. I just thought it was a great show. Still, I mean, I really enjoyed it. <laughs> So you get to go first. That means I get to come in here and change something. I well, I I honestly do think it was a great show. I mean, I was I was in tears at the end of the se- the the last episode. I really was. I feel bad that I wasn't. I now I thought that they ended it very badly, but <laughs> that I thought it was a solid close. So don't get me wrong on that. But I I hated the ending. I thought that they they just totally botched the ending. That's my opinion, though. This is definitely one of the shows that when it when you're about, I would say that by the time episode two or no, it was about episode three or four. They started revealing a lot of things about the Giftia and how 
what happens if if you don't retrieve them. I, I had a lot of ideas of what they could do for the conclusion, and, and it was one of those cases where it didn't pan out the way that I thought it was, and it just didn't seem like it was very interesting or thoughtful, the way it ended. Um, but to kind of throw out my ideas here, or my, my perspective here, is I definitely had a lot of hopes for the show. I mean, before it even aired, I was going, this is going to be... I mean, you can go back and check our preview. I thought this was going to be the gem of the season. And then coming into it, the first episode, I was I was crushed. It was crushing the heck out of me. I was like constantly, this show is going to damage me because if, if you've already knocked me out this bad in the first episode, you're going to hurt me for the rest of the show. And it kind of, it was it was okay going into it. It was, it was good. And then when it got to about maybe episode uh, four or five, it, it ramped up to some really emotional moments. I was liking what they were doing with the characters. I especially like with one of the characters and the whole her her experiences with one of the retrievals. That whole thing was just was heartbreaking and 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 very very dramatic. And then after that episode five point, it was just kind of yeah they they got to that point where they're like okay this is what we're doing now and that was the rest of the show and it was just what are we doing here this just you pretty much all the points that you kind of hit and I don't want to re hit them all but it was just. It just felt like again they they played their cards too early, uh, they revealed it too early. They were kind of forcing this thing to kind of happen, and they completely lost track of what originally made this show unique, which was this aspect of the retrievals. And I kind of when I'm when I'm thinking of reviewing this, my immediate thought comes to Death Parade. This is exactly the issue that Chris had with Death Parade. I had that same issue with this. You had a cool concept. You could have done that every episode, and I would have been perfectly fine. Maybe have the last three episodes deal with the main ongoing plot. Give me some time to connect with these characters, show that these characters are connecting with each other, and then do the main plot line. That would make me a lot more interested and more connected to what's going on. But no, instead they said... You're going to you're going to sit in here with this room and deal with these characters and love them. And that's what it felt like. It felt like they were forcing me to love these characters for the pure sake that they're there. And I couldn't connect to them. I, there was no way that I was going to connect to them because, again, they revealed those cards too early. If they would have gave me those first few episodes and I in a saw a long sh- uh, show, I probably would have loved the show to death. But unfortunately, past that five or so mark, it was just kind of... Here's your theme. Deal with it, and it and it unfortunately didn't connect with me too much. I I like the characters. I I especially like Isla. I thought she was cute. I didn't like her early on, but that was mainly because that was her whole point. She wanted to reject people in the the first uh, segment of the show, and that becomes apparent right off the bat. But unfortunately, outside of those two, uh, the main character and her, there was really no characters. Maybe Michiru that you could really connect to. They were all just kind of there. and I, I have to show. admit, I did like the Sundare in the show. Yeah. I, I, I really, really wanted her to get him. <laughs> you wanted to sneak in there and still. I, it, it was like, okay, that's a tragic girlfriend. You can, you're not going to get with her. Yeah, get with the Sundare for Pete's sake. Ah. <laughs> uh. I'm weird, I know. (laughs) 
I guess I should have I, I should have seen it coming, but based off the first episode when they 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 broke out the Sunde they not the they broke out the lolly card right off the bat and was like, you you got me with a lolly card. What else are you gonna do? <laughs> I mean, you 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 gave the prime example, but no, it was unfortunate because they had they had way later. I mean, they never really did any of the terminal service stuff really after the the. The fifth episode, I, I like maybe say, one case. They had one case where a mob yeah, boss guy or something like mob that. Mob yeah. and I was like, "Ooh, this is the stuff that I remember that I liked." And it was like a quick clip, and I thought they did I, all right the with heck? the mob. I, I thought they did all right with the mob boss because really, what they were doing with the mob boss thing is they, they were, were tying a parallel. It, yeah, they were tying a parallel between the two, and it, and, it, and I I was fine with it, but uh, I mean, it got. Like I said, it, they 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 dropped the ball. They 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 were like, okay, like Andrew was saying, they they had a a thing that was working, and then they totally just went off the rails at one point. And it, I don't blame them for it because they they were try, I think that they were trying to sell the characters, but I think that they 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 failed miserably. It's unfortunate because the other aspect of the show that really bugs me, um, and I, I hate that I'm sitting here bashing a bunch of things about it, but this is how I kind of feel. So yeah, I kind of want it be known. Is it almost feels like they they needed an excuse for the tragic girlfriend, and so when I came in the show, seeing the whole terminal service stuff, they were selling to me as that, and I was going, "This is really great. I like this concept. I I think it's tragic and it breaks my heart, but at the same time, this is an interesting theme. Let, let's explore this some more." They never get get into why the giftia are the way they are. They don't explain what the giftia are. They don't explain how they're made. They don't explain how they have emotions. They don't expect. They don't explain the extent of their emotions. They don't explain why some, why they would have connections. What kind of connections they would have? How natural it is. How human it is. How robotic it is. They don't explain why they only have the time that they have. There was all these elements that they never explained because sadly it just seemed like this was all these first five episodes was all an excuse they, they, for the they, tragic they girlfriend. Focused, so they why wouldn't they just do... Why don't you just do a cop show or something else? Why Why the gift yet? Why was that needed? Just do the usual uh, tragic girlfriend and just do that they're cops or something. You don't... What was the purpose of the gift yet aspect is my question. The the the, 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 the biggest... I, and, 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 I, and I feel like I've ended up going into a realm that I really did not want to do with this show because I really did enjoy this show. <laughs> I loved it so much. Flaws in it. That's my problem. If there is flaws yeah, you in can it, enjoy I'm not. It, I'm not. Can say that there's flaws in it. I'm. I'm not saying that there's not flaws. I. I obviously I f- found flaws in the show. I loved the show though. Um. What, but but the 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 biggest problem that I had. Okay. Of all of it was this. At the the they were using the memories as the trigger, and that and that that kind of bugged me because. My my first inclination is okay if I'm if I'm thinking about how a human works okay and that's just really kind of what that they're they're playing these care these these giftias as is they are cyborgs that mimic humans in every way the main problem is is that their memory is too full and therefore they have to be shut down after nine and a half years. Otherwise, they'll have problems. And why memory why memory loss causes them to blow up, I don't know. But they're they're big old problem here. Okay, this is in a box. Let's set it over here. They're probably playing off dementia. 
I and and I, I whatever. I mean, here's my automatic inclination. Okay, if I'm thinking that I have a hard drive that is filling up, and compress seriously, compress the memory, or <laughs> I was thinking delete stuff. Okay, human human brain. Okay, it's funny you, that they can get to the point where they can mimic emotion, but they can't figure out how to how to alter the brain that's developing. From these gift yet, or the memory that, that they're and, and it's not like a you can't prioritize memories. Okay, this memory is important, so I'm gonna set <laughs> it like, over here. We have the technology to make them mimic emotion. We have the technology <laughs> for them to actually, uh, you know, simulate a human brain in learning things and in responding to them, but we can't figure out what that's writing and how to delete some of it. <laughs> That's just, that's totally nitpicking. But it goes back to my point of they never explained any of this. They just felt like it was a tool to get into the tragic girlfriend. Really? I, guess, I mean, I guess that's my main point. I, I would have want more of the Giftia aspect to be explained so that maybe I would have cared more about the characters. I don't know. I, in my, in, when it comes down to my, my recommendation, I do, I do recommend this show. I thought it was, there was some, I, I love the artwork of the characters. Um, I, there was some some solid emotional moments in the show. Um, there was a drag towards the later part that that you just have to be aware of. I mean, that's all that there is to it. I mean, but the other than that, the show was decently solid. Yeah, um, I enjoyed the first part of it up to about five or so. Um, I would probably say watch up there and stop watching it. I just think the the later half of the show just didn't really offer anything but to kind of beat a dead horse that wasn't really set up very well. So Yeah, it becomes it becomes a a very weak rom com is really what it does. Is it becomes it 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 is probably, in my opinion, the weak one of the weakest rom coms I've ever seen. It oh, the, they the characters this whole segment where they were in the I'm getting back to negative stuff, so I probably should stop. <laughs> yeah, I I I hate to say, I mean I I loved Xyla or and I I thought that the main character he was all right he was tolerable um but it was weak and then they had a very very emotional ending to my in my opinion Damn, man you bring that up now I now I realize that I don't think they really did much with Sukasa I mean he he was a very one page protagonist in my opinion he I, I I didn't care for him. They they didn't they they used him, but they didn't develop and developing is w- a weird word to say for him because it almost felt like a, a silent protagonist that you would go into. It really game. he like, did. He had nothing behind him. He just walks into the building and that's all you get. So it was like really interesting. They didn't really do anything with him. And it was and it was more difficult. And I understand that he was our eyes like he was we were learning with him. But there was things he was asking that like. You don't live in a world that's full of gifty everywhere. Why don't you know this stuff? Like he felt like he knew nothing about this stuff. I almost was like waiting for some moment where he reveals that a gifty went crazy and and made him lose his memory or something like that because <laughs> he knew nothing about what he was doing. And it's like, wait, no, I think I think somebody actually explained to me that they said at some point that he was from a. It was kind of like a Chobits thing where he was out in the sticks, so he didn't know anything about him. I don't know. I didn't. I missed that whole part. So. All I got was that he had just graduated and and he had 
he he had went to go because his he failed his interest. His exam. dad <laughs> his dad had a had a connection to the big boss, and the boss hired him, and he went to retrieval services. That's all that uh, his background that I know of. That was in the first three minutes of the show. <laughs> that was his entire character development. All right. Yeah. From that that point on, he was pretty much a purely reactive character. Yeah. He he reacted to everything. All right. Uh, moving on to another show that Andrew struggles with, but Soundophonium. Not struggles in, a, in an entirely bad way, but we will see. <laughs> uh, this show follows uh, Kumiko, uh, who is just moving on into high school. Um, she used to be. She used to play the euphonium instrument in her brass band in middle school, and or junior high. Sorry. Um, during that time, they went to try for the nationals in her junior high, and they got a gold. But they did, they got what was it like a uh, it's a something gold, which basically means that they you're great, but you're not going to nationals. So uh, she kind of was brushing it off, but her classmate Rena, uh, who was the uh, the sax no not sax I'm sorry um, <laughs> what the hell trumpet trumpet there you go. Who is a trumpet? She was very upset about it. She she was very upset uh, because she wanted to go for nationals. It wasn't a joke for her. It wasn't a game. She wanted to go national. Uh, but anyways, she goes off to high school, and when she goes there, she immediately sees the brass band that they have there that are out in the front of the school welcoming the new students and asking them to come to their club. And she instantly realizes they're terrible. Uh, but she she's going. She she's turning over a new leaf. She specifically says that she does not want to go to brass band again. Uh, she went to that school because she likes the the uniforms. So there we go, that trope. <laughs> or not trope, but an actual thing, I guess. Um, but quickly, she, she meets two other people, one Sapphire and the other one, Hazuki. And they're both kind of interested in the idea of going into the brass band for this, this high school. Um, Sapphire has already been playing an instrument, but uh, Hazuki wants to try for the first time. She wants to learn what's so great about band. And so Kumiko is kind of dragged in the situation as they go to check out the place and they immediately kind of meet a lot of the members of the band already. And turns out Kumiko joins the band with them. So she ends up going right back into the brass band. Um, shortly later, she Somehow wants to go with a new... she gets yanked right into her same instrument. <laughs> Even though she didn't want to do it. I tried to leave and they pulled me back in. Uh, but yeah, she, she, she wanted to go to the instrument, but they... Somebody blurted out that she used to play the euphonium, so she got stuck with that again. Um, but yeah, the the shortly later she ends up finding out. Well, right at that time, she finds out that uh, Rana is actually in her school as well, and she is trying out for the band as well. So her her struggle with that, and the fact that that girl is is she thinks hates her guts because of how she discounted the the aspect they didn't go to the nationals. Um. Shortly later, they find out they have a new instructor for that year. Uh, he's never been there before. He's a, a new instructor. And he is the son of a prodigy uh, 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 conductor. What do they call him? Yeah, it's a conductor. And he pretty much tells the band, look, you have two options. One, you can just have fun. You can enjoy your high school year. And we will just play and, and not try at all. Or... If you want to go to the Nationals, you will go by pretty much his regimen. You know, you're going to you're going to work your butts off. This is not going to be fun. No, this is no nonsense. You're going to work your butt off to hit the Nationals. 
And for some reason, the, the students decided that, well, we could do it. We want to, they just kind of, yeah, well, we'll, we'll go nationals. And thus begins their struggle for pretty much going for the nationals. Yeah. I got first last time. It's all you this time. <laughs> you get to, to feel like you have to justify yourself. <laughs> so Andrew gets to be the bad guy this time. Um, first of all, we'll get this out of the way. QNE. Kyoto Animations did an so, amazing So job. we can both agree, this was a gorgeous show. Gorgeous. I mean, this was the one that every single time the episode came up, Twitter was full of screenshots of people going, oh my gosh, drooling foaming at the mouth, I'm dying. Uh, QAnny somehow manages to make the most gorgeous uh, characters. Character arts are great, they're cute. Uh, you just want to hug them and, and protect them for the rest of their lives. Um, even got some, we got a lolly sapphire and that was, oh my gosh, <laughs> gorgeous, cute little kid. You want to pinch your cheeks. Um, all the character designs were just absolutely fantastic. The environments were amazing. The, the lighting, the, all the effects that they had, they even had these little moments where what? a character running through kind of a, almost like a 3d CG rendered kind of, uh, environment, but it looked so smooth and so well done. I mean, gorgeous show. You were going to say something? I was I was trying to think of the the sister's name, um, because was her name Midori or Opal, and the other one was a different name. No, they kept calling Sapphire like everything in the book. <laughs> um, let's see here. I don't think they even have her listed. I don't even think she even had any lines. She's kind of like, huh, huh, and that was it. Figures. <laughs> Opal does sound like it it fits, but at the same time, I I knew that they kind of. Called her a lot of things besides <laughs> Sapphire, um, but yeah, Oscar's best girl. We'll get that out of the way as well. Oscar was she kind of disappeared towards the later parts, but I still loved her early on. So, and I'm I'm of course Sapphire. I I absolutely adored her all the way through. I really liked Kumiko's uh, art design, but that gets into problem number one for Andrew in the show. I, the 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 story itself was great. I liked the idea of going into the brass band stuff. This was. Yeah, we have we had K-On, we had Show by Rock, all these different kind of band shows, but this was brass band, this was, uh, I, w I wouldn't say full-on slice of, it was definitely slice of life, it was definitely taking a lot of the situation seriously, they were definitely getting into a lot of cool little aspects of brass band that were really interesting to get into, uh, they went into a lot of things more detail than I thought they would have originally, um, so it was, it was good for that, I, I enjoyed a new story type, I enjoyed breaking into something new. It was a club show, but it was a club show that wasn't about a bunch of people sitting around cracking jokes. It was brass bands. They were, they were, they had a focus and they went for that focus. And the only kind of unfortunate aspect of it is they had a lot of the overlying plots were not as interesting as I thought they would be. They had a lot of dealing with, um, the different, uh, years, you know, the, this, the first years, the second years and how they're, their struggles with what happened in the previous years and how that comes into play for who's going to get the, the spotlight, who's going to get the, the, the soloist part. Well, you're, you're dealing with years and stuff. And then kind of later on, they kind of got into kind of a, what's the best way of putting it without spoiling it? Some people knowing each other and that caused a stir that I kind of felt was okay. Decent old thing. And kind of sprinkled in between the, the brass aspect and those two kind of plot points was the characters that, for the most part, didn't really seem too interesting. Reyna was probably the most uh, 
uh, fleshed out character. I think she had a lot going on with her and also uh, the instructor, Noboru. The unfortunate thing that I kind of found with this entire thing was Kumiko. Kumiko was, at first, she was kind of like, they played her out as like this, they kind of played her out as like this reactionary character. Like, she's reacting to how silly Hazuki is and how bubbly and cute Sapphire is and how determined Reina is. And they it seemed like they didn't really do anything with her. And I, I kind of said something towards the later parts of the show, like way later where it was finally concluding. I made a tweet out saying, oh yeah, by the way, we have a main character. We should probably do something with her because out of nowhere they <laughs> decided, hey, let's do something with this character suddenly. And it was like, whoa, hey, she has a character? Let's, cool, let's let's see what she does. And it was a little bit too little too late. I mean, I enjoy what they end up doing with her way later on, but it took way too long to touch it. Before that, she was really just strictly reactionary, and I didn't really didn't like that, especially it being a main character. I wanted to see her develop. I wanted to see her relationships. They did kind of do a, a little love thing going on in there, and it was kind of a shrug, and it never happens. And <laughs> I'm I'm the first person to go, oh no, we're gonna have a love triangle. No, don't do it. But at the same time, when it doesn't kind of pan out the way that I was, it was kind of like maybe I probably should have accepted it a little better. It could have been something a little more interesting, but unfortunately not. But yeah, very good looking show. I liked the brass band aspect. It was just, uh, the, the two main plot lines just weren't that interesting to me that they kind of felt like they fell short. I think it concluded very well. I thought that last episode was spectacular. I mean, that was definitely where Kiyoani was just kind of going on full cylinders and it hit all the emotion it hit all the the spectacle and it concluded in in a way that i never expected them to be able to pull off but they surprise me every time so chris besides sapphire how do you like the show <laughs> <laughs> um I, I i i'm actually impressed i i i i thought you were gonna hit it a little bit harder than i than than you got so um, I, I personally, I thought that everybody was pretty well solidly developed all the way through. Um, I actually enjoyed the, the, the little tidbits. Uh, what I think that the, this show was trying to do was it was trying to, um, I think that they were focusing more on the music than they were on actual stories. I, I think that when it comes down to it, I, though they didn't really delve into backstory which i all there was a total of maybe two like andrew was saying two characters that they actually did do backstories um i can agree that what what was her name kimiko kumiko kumiko was main character i think that yeah i i can't i can't blame you on saying that she was you kind of reaction because you, she's never there yeah she <laughs> was joking. she was she was really reactionary at first. It wasn't until she started actually uh, talking to Raina, which I actually started seeing a development of her character, and she actually started becoming um, more. And 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 it's and it's funny because as a reactionary character, <laughs> the the other two characters who I like, I I, I personally love uh, Sapphire, but it was really more her. Uh, 
hitting, uh, kind of bouncing off of the reactionary character Kumiko, which I actually started to fall in love with uh, with Sapphire. Hazuki, she she never really kind of came off as much of anything except for Tuba Cobra. She was adorable. She was cute, but I mean, uh, okay, she's she's there. <laughs> but really, in all actuality, Reina was the first character that I truly was like, okay, now I really truly see some depth to Kumiko. Uh, Reina was actually. Well, I, I, I say something that, other than the storming girl in the background. Okay, now I actually see why she's storming around and all that stuff. I thought she was well out of all the characters, she was easily the most well developed character of the entire show. It's funny because I, I don't really, I don't want to claim that Kumiko was. She did really feel like a blank slate coming in. She and it was her character. She came in like. It, it, she won a new leaf. She just wanted to start out new, but they didn't explain why she was so dull. Like, and it, and it worked well with Reina because Reina ends up being very, she, she changes Kumiko. So the idea of a blank slate works well in the idea of being inspired to something, but it took way too long and they never explained why she was so dull. I guess is my point. Unfortunately. Well, the first scene with with her and 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 Reina was was what in episode two, and then their actual confrontation happened in what episode four, probably. So I mean, I, before that was really a lot of uh, just kind of silly antics uh, between Sapphire and Hazuki, and 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 and, and that, that's that's I think that a lot of the thing that that makes me point at the 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 fact that. A lot of this show focused so heavily on the music, and and that's, in a way, it's a it's a bad thing, and in a way, it's a good thing because, as a, that's that's what I kind of struggled with because in the first episode, I was absolutely sold on the show. I loved the characters; they were silly. That the humor was so well done; it was very clever. It was never forced. And then, yeah, it went into the brass stuff, and I guess that's where it kind of started lulling for the characters because, like you said, it's, it became the focus. So, I guess, I guess my point is, it really don't don't get fo- don't get set on the idea that you're going to have some deep characters. It's just going to be this is the brass band, and this is how the brass band affects the characters, not how the characters affects the brass band. Not necessarily not deep characters. I mean, they, you, I when you start seeing them actually reacting to each other and that and that's the thing that that I, I, when i say character development okay seeing how they react to something understanding the way that they think that's development not just character background character background gives you more is is a tool that is used for character development but that is not the only thing that means character development but either way i still enjoy it i mean it, it's not I'm not talking down to it completely. I still enjoy the entire show, but I think Sally, it's a lot of it has to do with just like being interested in the the brass band stuff, and at the same time, you know Kyoto Animation and how gorgeous their stuff is. Really, yeah, it's a it's a beautiful show. I thought it 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 came off uh, a very very solid show all the way through. All right. Well, we'll move on to a funnier show on the season, which is I Can't Understand What My Husband Is Saying, Second Thread. And I think when we, we watched the first season, really enjoyed it. 
in certain parts, <laughs> and I didn't, for me personally, really enjoyed a, f- a certain amount of the episodes because it was getting more into kind of the humor and the the more softer stuff that I enjoyed, whereas I kind of was critiquing the other humor as kind of being the, it, it fits the perspective of, you know, a, a, a person on a stage making fun of a, a child and how they you know, wet their bed to an audience, but the child is not going to get that joke because it just feels like they're just kind of beating themselves. And that was a lot of the humor that I was getting in from the first season. But the second season, I think they just kind of knocked it out of the park for me. It was it was hitting all of the stuff that I enjoy with the first season and kind of expanded on it. And this is, of course, is a short series. It is, of course, it like I kind of already mentioned, is the second season. Um, it kind of just... The thing that really confused us starting out was the fact that it is not necessarily a sequel to the first season. It is a it is a prequel to the last episode of the first season. <laughs> so you have a, a reveal that happens in the well. I, I, is it going to be a spoiler? I yes and no. <laughs> Something's revealed in the last episode in the first season, and they kind of are jumping back before that, and they're building up to that point again. It's kind of weird in the idea that you're. You have a finale, and then you want to pre the finale again, but not really hit on it too much. I mean, there was nothing in that that I felt was needed to understand the last episode, so that was kind of the weird aspect of it. Um, I think maybe the last few episodes was kind of post the finale, but that that's fine. But yeah, I, I, I liked the humor. It was good humor. It was humor that I really enjoyed. It wasn't trying too hard. It was, I guess, more otaku humor, humor than anything, whereas the first season was more making fun of living with an otaku, I guess. I, I, I don't know. I, I felt that it, it, it dealt back into, I, I, this is a tough one because there was aspects to the second season that I loved and I did find myself going back to the first part of the first season at a, a, for a small bit, but I mean, it's a short, so it's not like it was really that bad, but I did. I thought that the last 10 minutes, (laughs) yeah, the last couple of episodes were absolutely phenomenal. I thought that they were just wonderfully told. Yeah. I, I, the ones that the, the main ones that I really like, I liked how they kind of, uh, they hit on again, leading up to the, had a lot of backstory stuff. They, they kind of delved into, how the couple kind of meet. They they dived into how Reno and, and Jose, which are kind of their friends, how they met and how they got married. I thought that I thought she was adorable, the uh Reno, but that's mainly because she's uh Rei Kugimiya, and so I kind of jump on it as well. But it was it was really adorable the whole of course him kind of making fun of the idea that she's like short and chibi. Um they delve into compatibility, how they met, some uh going back to her hometown and dealing in kind of jumping on memories of her past, all that kind of stuff was really kind of heartwarming and, and really kind of a lot of really funny moments, especially the bowling. Yeah. There was <laughs> a lot the of there bowling. Was a lot, no matter how you look at it, there was a lot of just very well told. Has she, has she, parts. has she ever bowled before? And she goes up there and she's like, just watch and she bowls and it, she falls over and it rolls off into the gutter and she plonks on her face and you're like, perfect. <laughs> It's like yeah, Moe. Uh, but yeah, I really enjoyed it. Uh, definitely a lot, way better season than the first season one. Um, but again, the first season is not really much of a investment, so it's not like you. 
Yeah. yeah I mean, it's 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 worth it. it it's time. It definitely is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess it's really all we can really say because it's it's a short. It's so a short. <laughs> can't really go in too much. Um, our last one we have is going to be into our... Uh, we're going to talk about stuff involving a second season, which is my teenage romantic comedy snafu 2. So if you have not watched the first season, I don't really think there's really anything spoilery here because it's just basically the same cast. Um, and there's not too much to hit on that would spoil something from the first season. So don't worry too much about that. Um, but... And then afterwards, if we feel like it, we'll do a, a spoiler discussion on it. I'm not sure how much Chris wants to discuss on it, or I, we might I, jump back is, to classic memories. <laughs> yeah, this 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 show is is one of those that um, it's not necessarily a spoilery show. It, I mean, there's it's because of the way it's laid out. I mean, it sets up a love triangle per se. Mm-hmm. Pentagon, if you want to throw a couple of extra characters in there, but it's not really any. There's no big reveals. I mean, once you have the pretty much the triangle set up, unless there's some kind of huge um, confession that doesn't probably is not going to ever happen. You're not going to have any super spoilery type things. So. I wouldn't worry too much about it, but if you do feel sensitive to it, I would suggest you do. Be careful. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like I said, it's not, it's a slice of life per se. There's not much. I can't think of any events that happened in the first season that would be considered spoilery. And I mean, it's, no. I, I don't, I don't think so. It's uh, not like unlimited blade works. I mean, <laughs> Super event happens. You 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 can't do that. So, Hickey is actually the warrior known as Beep. Who to say? Who to say? But yeah. Anyways, uh, my teenage romantic comedy snafu two. This of course is again the second season of my teenage romantic comedy snafu. Uh, it, it kind of jumps right back into where it left off of the first season. You had a lot of happenings with. Uh, they were. They had a whole event they were having in the first season where they were trying to uh they elected somebody to head it and that that person wasn't was kind of garnering more attention that she should have hickey ended up calling her out a lot of people got mad at hickey so if you're confused going into the second season that was really the issue that i kind of ran into was kind of remembering all that stuff happened uh it's kind of a kind of rehashed with the first episode Um, but the second season really kind of jumps back into they're still in that same club, the services club. They're still taking care of random uh, different requests that people have for them to help them with. Uh, right off the bat, you kind of have uh, Iroha. She shows up and she has been brought into... Uh, she's been voted into being part of the next election for the student council president. And she didn't want to be. And so she's the only candidate, so she's afraid of becoming the student council president. And so she wants them to help her get out of the running without making herself look like an idiot. She doesn't want to look like she dropped out. She doesn't want it to give her a bad name. She just wants to figure out some way of getting out of it. So it kind of follows them as they try to figure out how to remedy that situation. You have... uh, it goes into, I guess there is actually things you can kind of spoil, so 
Um, but later on, you have another request for some assistance with a, uh, a cross kind of uh, where uh, multiple schools work together to create an event. And uh, Hachi, uh, Hachiman is kind of brought into dealing with that situation and resolving the situation. And like usual fashion, you have Hachiman is the kind of a he's a self-sacrificing kind of person as I would as best way that I can kind of explain it as he, he yeah. likes to, he doesn't want to be bothered by things. So instead of, instead of trying to figure out a honest way of fixing a situation, he'll end up making himself look like the bad guy to fix a situation quickly. So yeah. if there's an argument between two people, he will probably go up there and punch one. Not, he doesn't actually do this. He, he would go up there and struggle with one of them in order to make them forget that they're fighting with each other kind of thing. Yeah. That's the best way I can explain it to him. Um, of course, you also have Yukina, who is the character I kind of struggle with the most because this, and especially in this entire season, this season was really trying to harp on. And I, I don't know. I'm not sure if it's. To, I've, I've heard hints that it's possibly just they're not adapting it correctly because they're not hitting certain points properly. But they keep hitting on the fact that she's she's not making her she's upsetting her parent her mother a lot because of the decisions that she's making. She's there's an expect expectation of her that she's not fulfilling, and they never really kind of explain what that is. They, I almost think that they're kind of holding that off until the third season, maybe because this season felt like it was a lot of uh, Hachiman and trying to correct. His it started. It started out as as Hachiman, but then it very very heavily shifted towards her. And but that's the problem that it had is that they didn't really, they didn't. They didn't explain what that was, and I guess that's again. Stay tuned. <laughs> I don't know. It really did feel that way. I, 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 I. First season definitely felt like a lot of Yui. Mm-hmm. And this season, she was kind of peppered in, which is sad for me because I love Yui. Um, but yeah, it was. It it really did seem like it was. A lot of this season was definitely working on Hachiman and the whole aspect of his self-sacrificing himself. And then, yeah, like you said, it was definitely kind of started going into Yukino, but I almost felt like they didn't give me enough to explain what they're doing with her, I guess, is, is the problem. Hints, I, I, hints more than anything. I honestly felt ripped off at the end of the uh, that last oh, yeah, definitely, episode. Definitely. I, I, I... <laughs> I thought that they did that scene. It was like, it was like they took this like really excellent writer and they brought him in and they were like, okay, you write this scene. Oh wait, we don't have enough money to pay for him for the entire scene. Let's take him out and put this other guy in there. And it was like, you totally just well, that, ruined that scene. This goes back to my, it, this is my main issue with the show. This is my only only issue, besides the fact that I, I want them to tell me what's going on with Yukino, and they're not. My only issue with this show, because I love this show. I love the characters. I love how it doesn't feel forced, but yet it has a lot of drama that I just get sucked into. I love these characters. Even bringing in Iroha, and she's just... I can't help but find her adorable in her deceptive way. <laughs> My only problem with this show was... It's technically only two parts in the entire series or season is they have these moments where I'm sorry. I don't know what the hell they're talking about. Yeah. And I and I went to our forum to see if I was the only one. And literally everybody says the same thing. 
there's there's a point where there's a breakdown moment midway through the season, and then there's this <laughs> final moment. It's like, oh my gosh, what the heck are they talking about? <laughs> I I I I promise you, I sat there through that scene and I was like. I, I don't get what he's talking about. Yeah. I really don't. I, and it I sucked, and it, it, the, the second part was the more annoying part. Well, I didn't know so much him. It was really the part where they went on the bridge and or the overpass. Well, I, was I like, thought I had. What an, are they talking about? <laughs> I thought I had an idea of what they were talking about. And then it was like, OK, when they started talking, the two girls started talking. It was like, OK, I'm I'm totally lost because I have no idea what they're talking about now. And I almost thought it was like a mistranslation in the first case. But when it kind of happens again with the last part, I'm like. What are you, what are these kids on? I mean, is there is there some kind of chemical in the in the walls in that club room? Because I don't know what they're talking about. I I, okay. and I have to watch it multiple times. I think I watched the first one twice. I didn't even bother watching the second part twice because I just I'm like this is this is again. I don't know what they're talking. I wanted to to rewatch the second part, but it was just I understand. I think I understand what they're struggling with. I think. And we could probably get into that more in the, the spoiler segment. But I don't really have a full grasp of what they're talking about. <laughs> okay. Let me, let me, let me ask you this. Okay. When they started, I, I understood the, the quote unquote, um, the uh, Congress, whatever you want to call it, where the two schools were getting together. And that I, was, that was painful. That was actually painful. I will agree okay. with that. That I, now, my, the, the, the third time that they went in there, I was like, the joke's dead. Move on. Yeah, it, it, let, answer me this, okay? Did you start feeling... Because this is honestly how I felt. Because I don't know what it was about that shift. It was after... It was shortly after the the breakdown, the quote-unquote breakdown scene. After that and, it, and on, it started feeling like they were just talking and talking and talking. Yeah. And it was like... I, I started shutting down. Well, I think the problem that you I, have with that is that you you basically just binged it. Binged it, yes. And, and that, I thought that might be You're a not possibility. Given enough time to settle. <laughs> and I thought that I, was I don't possible. see myself watching that all the way through. I I I I was I was glossing over a lot of it, and I probably should have started clicking, but I was so afraid I was going to miss stuff. And I followed a lot of it, but it was like okay, it it felt like a lot of it was not necessary it was just blah 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 especially hickey oh my gosh well, I, a, lot of it, a lot of it i, I think was really trying it to wasn't pound. humorous it, it was, wasn't he, his humor his normal humor where i i there was some parts thing, where his humor a, his I think, I think that's for a purpose his humor does shine and when when he is actually his cynical self it it shines um when yui is 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 in there being her cute self it shines when when yeah, I don't even want to talk about Yukino. Never Yukino, mind. <laughs> Yukino definitely felt broken for most of this, shit. and I think that again goes into what possibly is going on behind the scenes and not really kind of touching enough on. But I do agree that Hachiman changes dramatically at some point, and I think that is for a reason. It, it's it really is based off that breakdown, and. It goes into a lot of where I think they're kind of progressing his character away from that cynicalness. I I can go on that. I'm not I'm not I'm not criticizing Hachiman. I'm I'm criticizing the 
And maybe that was something that comes from the adaptation point is because of the way his character is, a long drawn out explanation of that character's feelings does not work. His his cynical nature makes him funny. Um, but because of the way that they're selling or they and it's really weird to say this because he he has a very good voice actor. Okay? But because of the way the voice actor is with this character, it's a very dull tone, monotone, conversational type way he talks. Yeah. And when you get into very long drawn out conversations with himself, it does kind of lean towards okay, I'm not I'm not having fun watching this. I'm not now, when he is cynical, it's fun, and you you enjoy that. But when he's going on a 10-minute monologue about his feelings on certain situations and what he needs to do about those situations, it does get kind of slow. So... Yeah, that's that's something that's not going to avoid with his voice. Yeah, I and, uh, and I, don't I, I couldn't start, find a better way of putting it. I don't, <laughs> I don't expect him to start being extravagant. And, and no, I don't. I don't. I like, like, like whoa, that's, he's that he's, doesn't work. He's perfect for his position. His voice actor was casted well. I, th- there's just no way of getting around this. If that is something that is from the adaptation that is necessary for the story to progress, I mean, I can't really knock it for that. And it kind of goes hand in hand with the Yukino thing and, and my struggles with her is I really struggle with Haruno in this season because I thought that she was a great character in the first season and it started moving more into her issues with Yukino and her sister Yukino. And so it, it's sad that I, I, I know for a fact there's something there. But when you don't give me that, all I'm getting is that whenever Haruno shows up, things get awkward. Like she yeah. just shows up, she... She says something mean, and then it becomes awkward, and then the scene ends. And it was like, every time I'm going, this is a cool moment. Like, especially, there was a moment with uh, Hayama, who is the, the preppy boy. They did, they, did, they did a great job with him. I think she, he still has a lot more that I need to answer with him. And again, that goes into, I hope, season three. Is They had a moment with him and calling somebody out, and it was like, this is a amazing episode. I like this scene right here. This is epic. And then here comes Haruno, and she makes it awkward, and everybody leaves. It's like, she's like, she's just like a skunk that comes in the room, and everybody goes, ew, and runs out the door. It's like, she was the scene breaker, and it felt like it was discrediting her as a character, because I'm sure there's illogical reasons, but we haven't gotten to that yet. So, it sucks that I kind of feel like I'm negative in the idea that I want to know what's going on with Yukino. I want to know what's uh, happening with Haruna. I want to see more of, of why... Hayama thinks that he is the way he is, but sadly, I guess, hopefully season three. But I do agree with you. It It felt like that ending was... I I I get some kind of closure. I'm able to walk away with it, not angry, but at the same time, I agree with you. It's like, wait. Is there another episode? (laughs) I totally need another episode just to resolve that one scene. Well, it sucks that somebody (laughs) says I have a request, and it's like, wait. Wait, <laughs> I know what that request is, and it's exactly what I'm asking for. Please, no, you don't think that it would be a, a request to that, that is exactly what Yui's was or Yui's? 
I I guess that goes into the the spoiler though. Yeah, I guess in a way. Um, but yeah, I I think I've gushed enough. I I love the characters. I I like how dramatic and slice of life it is. I just get sucked into these characters. I like to see them go uh, do what they do. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't get enough from Yukino, um, and I wanted more from that. But as it stands now, I'm I'm stuck with Yui as best girl. So. Nothing changed from first season. I know that everybody was just concerned about that. They heard our review of the first season, and they they want to know the update of who's still best girl and still Yui. So. Oh, Yui is by far, <laughs> except for... Um, Iroha see. was adorable in this show, this series. I couldn't help but love her. And Oh, yeah, Komachi uh, Hachiman's sister is best sister. I mean, she oh, was... she was awesome. She was epic in this season. <laughs> she had, like, two main scenes in this entire season where she was kind of just the 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 pep talker and it was like she's amazing I, I love their chemistry he's just so dull and she's kind of semi teasy sister and oh i guess i get extra points for that one and he's like yeah i think you did a good job i get extra points for that one too i just love their chemistry i just eat up the entire scene well you know, and that's and that's one of the things that i i do love about this show in general is there is a definite well written the characters are very well written yeah no matter who it is i mean all through the entire cast um i mean even my 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 thing aside it, it, it's still it's a great show i mean it, there's a lot of character development there's the the logic of the characters 99% of the time it makes perfect sense straight through yeah. um so I mean, there's there's no real, real thing. I mean, I thought that yeah, personally, I thought that the 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 artwork with the the studio change was a definite improvement. Yeah, um, and there was a lot of controversy behind that. So be I careful. didn't I didn't hate the fir- I didn't hate the first season. I thought that the 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 uh, the the palette was more dull. Yeah, this season seemed a lot more cleaner, which lends itself to a lot of the more. Uh, I'd say more glittery moments, like the moments where you're kind of realizing there's there's stuff sparking that I think wouldn't have been done as well with the old art style. It looks a lot more a lot more flowing in this one, I guess is the best way I can put it. All right. Uh, the other thing I really like about this series, and it was kind of in the first season, but I didn't really notice. I don't I don't recall it as much happening as as much in the first season, but the second season, I really noticed a lot of. They did well in kind of, and I, I think I mentioned this in our first impression. They did well in in showing Hach, how Hachiman feels in certain situations. There was a lot of scenes where he's in an uncomfortable situation, and you feel his frustration with the situation. You you, you get annoyed by the voices that he gets annoyed by. You, I almost feel like in there was definitely like one scene in, in a diner, and he was with uh, Haruno and somebody from his past shows up and their voice was so graining. I wanted to like, shut her up. Haruno turn around and slap her, <laughs> please. Because I'm the childhood friend yeah. or the, the childhood love Crush. interest. For yeah. yeah. I, you know, she came off as annoying at first and then she chilled out a lot. Later. Oh yeah. No. <laughs> she, she, she changed, but it took, it took, uh, what somebody did to kind of fix that situation, <laughs> I think. 
Um, but it, it goes back to the idea of what Haruna was going with is the idea of, well, no, it wasn't what Haruna was. It was uh, Hayato was doing with the, look, th- he's not a loser kind of thing. He's not a loser. He's got a harem. <laughs> <laughs> and then somebody shows up and kills the room again. <laughs> Uh, scene, scene, scene trap. Scene transitioner, yeah. That's yeah. trap, yeah. <laughs> so this this show definitely got a best trap, best uh, sister, and a lot of things in it. So I I, I just love the characters. I and it, and it's sad to make, let it go. I want a third season so bad. I haven't heard anything on third season, but I did. I wasn't expecting this season, so hopefully it'll it'll happen again. Just out of nowhere, hey, third season, and then I'll have to rewatch the second season because I won't have the end of the first. Well, second I season. feel that I feel that this that 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 ending scene definitely set it up for a possibly a good solid conclusion for the last season. Yeah, although I, I don't like the fact that they focused as much as they have on this certain character because I think that they're going to lean towards that as the ultimate love interest, and I hate that. Yeah, it's that the idea of you're going to forget what has transpired in the earlier parts because of what's the most upfront and forefront kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I see where you're going. Uh, hopefully, hopefully a third season, but just love the series though. Definitely, definitely recommend it. If you haven't watched the first season or second season, watch it all. It's all, it's all great stuff. So, um, and I just don't think they'll ever sell her to me. I don't think no. they can, <laughs> no. especially not after the, this, entire second half of the season was just like she <laughs> spoiler segment <laughs> um I, that's all we have that's that's it for the spring uh 2015 season that's all of our reviews i hope you guys enjoyed all those reviews uh definitely let us know in the comments what you think about these shows and uh i guess what you're looking for the next season whatever you whatever you want to talk about so is our spoiler segment i mean i'm guessing we're going to do a spoiler segment are we going to just be a free-for-all spoiler because there's tons of things that you want to do all shows? I I mean it. What the one that 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 in Etotama would will only take like three minutes to talk about. Uh, the one in Plastic Memories will only take a couple minutes to talk about, and then this one will probably take the most time, if anything. Yeah, that's why I kind of put it at the end. I thought there would be more to talk about with romantic comedy. No, I don't like splitting up like that because then it kind of. Breaks it up. For That's why I said you want to just say it's a free for all. I mean, yeah, I guess that'll work. That'll work. Yeah, we'll talk about we'll talk about Snefu first. All right, and then we'll just go to the other stuff. Um, so yeah, if you've watched Snafu and you want to listen to our spoiler talk on that, and then we'll we'll move on to uh, talking about some other stuff. So it'll be a free for all, and you can kind of drop away when you when you hear something you don't want to hear about. Um, but our outro is Tutti. From Soundophonium, the ED, and it's by the cast of the show. Really fun little song, and I enjoy listening to it most of the time. So, hope you enjoy that song. And when we come back from our break off, we will talk about some some spoilers for the stuff on here. Uh, so, we hope you all enjoyed. Again, you can find us at TakuSpirit.com. You can go there for again for our news, reviews, and coverage of new all night. Emily, definitely let people know about us. It's the best way you can support us. Jump on our forum, talk to some people, and we hope you all enjoy. Os.
Alright, we are back, and again, this is going to be spoiler discussion for, at first, Teen Romantic Comedy Snafu, but then we're going to kind of move into some other stuff, so you can kind of drop away whenever you want to. We'll give you fair warning beforehand. Um, but yeah, Teen Romantic Comedy Snafu 2, I definitely felt like, again, it was kind of hitting on Yukino for like that entire last part. I think I've heard ideas that it, I guess I can't really talk about that, because then that would be outside of the show spoilers. <laughs> that wouldn't be good. <laughs> but yeah, I, I definitely feels like they're going to definitely... It felt like it they were like they're gonna go it, with Yukino. It felt like they were setting up a um there was there's a behind the scenes uh marriage um arranged marriage. It felt like arranged marriage. I was kind of assuming it's gonna be a thing of like uh Or a she's, she's supposed to be in this is, type of college type thing or something like yeah, that. Yeah, because they're they're prestige. Mm. I'm I'm assuming the mother is part of something important. Uh I'm assuming that Haruno is upset with Yukino and she she breaks the situation a lot because I'm assuming if Yukino doesn't do what she's supposed to do, then it might be Haruno that will take over the situation or there's got to be something there that is causing Haruno to act the way she is. And it it doesn't it seems like there's got to be more than just that she wants to. I know that uh, Haruto. Haru, Haru, well, I, she, it came off. It came off to me like the, she was forcing them into those situations so that she could break the three up because she knew that uh, that Yukino had had feelings for Hachiman. She yeah, knew that she Yui. Knows. She knows that Yui has feelings for Hachiman, and Hachiman hasn't decided. So she wants to force the three together so that there is some kind of a spark that will cause them to go into the you need to decide between this one or that one and get it over with so that she can move on with her life yeah hayato kind of mentioned the idea that she likes the people that she messes with are the people that she likes and anybody that she doesn't like she either doesn't associate with or she destroys them so the fact that she teases hachiman is supposed to be her her way of liking him and so i kind of it kind of goes in the idea that she kind of messes with people a lot she she finds them interesting or whatever. It really, that's the kind of problem with this season is it felt like they were just kind of making her out to be this devil, devish, dev, dev, devilish little gremlin that comes in and, and just wants to cause havoc. And then, and then everybody leaves it. It, it really kind of ruined her character for me and it made me kind of despise her. And I, I hate that because I think that she's a good character. I didn't dislike her. I, 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 I can, I can see what you're saying, but be, and maybe I'm just I'm just overcompensating for her. It's not like it's un, unheard of for me to do that. But, but yeah, I I seen her motivations as trying to force uh force it to force something to happen so that either Yukino ends up with Hachiman or she decides to be with Hachiman or um basically she was trying to light a fire under uh yukino's butt to do something that's what i seen whether or not that yeah, was really her true motivations i don't think we're gonna see until the end yeah i was kind of like i said i was kind of laying on the idea that obviously yukino has possibly has to take over where has to do something with their family that is important and she's not and she needs to go to the school that she needs to go to in order to fulfill that and maybe her ties with hachiman is going to keep her from that and she's kind of yeah, trying to cause a stir, but there's a side of me that also still believes that she is a sister, and she may she she maybe she wants her to not be conflicted, but 
it didn't help that that entire second half was just her kind of sitting there moping, and it was like, do something. You're. Yeah. I was I was almost gonna get into it in in the non spoiler area, but it was like it was almost like a Yukino. You need to leave the room because you're really causing a problem between Hachiman and Yui. <laughs> I yeah. want to see that happen, and you're just in there being that little stinking bug, and you need to leave already because. And it was the same case with the 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 later parts or the 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 very badly teased moment at the end where it suddenly became something I don't understand what's going on. Was I was. Obviously, Yui almost looked like she was, like, saying, look, I'm going to do it. I'm going to confess to him. It was, it was like, she's going to confess yeah, to him. Yeah, and that's, and that's what I was saying. And I thought it was riddle time, and I'm like, what the hell are they talking about? I thought that it was it was very, very perfectly written up until the point in which it probably... I would have to say it was midway through um, uh, Yukino's decision. It was like, okay... It's fine. You can go ahead and have, and then and then Hachiman start popping up about and how, was, and it was like, yeah. no, I I I agree that it, he should have said something. No, I won't. But what he said was so um, not what was needed. It wasn't the right thing to say. It didn't. It didn't logically fit the the conversation that was going on. Well, it was. I felt it was like a Yui's saying in a very. Uh, she was leading. It, she was beating was around the bush. The idea that she was basically telling Yukino, "I'm going to confess." I'm making. I've made my decision. I'm going to do and this. And Yukino was like, "You are. Oh well, okay, because I don't want to. I'm a. I'm the female ditherer here." And then yeah, and then Hachiman speaks up, and it's like, "What are you talking about? What are you? What are you? <laughs> you're not making any sense." And it was almost like he was trying to play off of the beating around the bush that Yukino was doing in order to hide what she was saying to Yukino, and he was responding to it in a very serious manner. Like she's like, "Well, you know, um, I think I'm going to go ahead with that peanut butter and jelly." You remember? And he's going over there going, "No, I don't think it's peanut butter and jelly. It needs to be bananas." <laughs> I was like, "What are you?" <laughs> And I I understood, I loved Yui's, the way she did it. It was so perfectly written. I mean, it was, it was flat out a declaration of if you're going to step, step up, you need to step up because I'm going to do something. I don't want to leave you behind. So either you're in it or you're not in it. Right. And. And Yukino, which I don't, I don't blame her decision. I, I, I thought that her, her decision fit with her character. Her yeah. logic was sound. Hachiman, like you were saying, it was like he was going off of. Okay, I don't know what they're talking about. That but be part of this conversation. I'm pretty sure that you're what you're getting ready to say does not make any sense to what you're thinking. And and I'm like, no. Logic-wise, it did make sense. What you needed to say was, if you're making this decision based on what you think the world wants you to be, or some other reason, stay true to your heart. That's what he needed to say, and that's not what he said. No. It wasn't at all what he said. What he said was, I think, a mixture of Bushmen and some kind of Southern dialect. (laughs) Does that make any sense? (laughs) No, it, it really, it really was a, a thing of don't make the decision for her kind of thing. Like, yeah, y- it looks like you're pushing her to do something that she doesn't want to do, and then of course that transitioned to help me with my request, which I'm assuming is 
help me with my family and figuring it, well, out what that, I'm and that's do. what I was actually getting ready to say is you know it, it's it I I didn't think about the the family thing I guess it's possible but I think that it would have been better if she had made her request match exactly what Yui had said. And that would have been a mutual declare, declaration of you are my rival. And just like Yui pretty much flat out. Her way of saying that was you are either my rival or you will step down as my as my rival. Which, yeah, because there's always a struggle in these kind of situations where she obviously doesn't want to break up their friendships. Yeah. And that's and that's what she was saying the entire time is, and I thought it was so beautifully told. I said, I mean, I don't. I know that I'm being selfish right here, and I'm going to take everything because she yeah. knows that once she makes this declaration, it's going to destroy their friendship. Yeah, and that's what she was saying. You are either going to be my rival, or you will step down and be my friend. It's it's there, there's a no way to do this because they both know each other's feelings about Hachiman. They know it. And I thought it was half good and half bad. Yeah, it's I, such I, a was, I was definitely scene. with you on that one. I, 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 it was like, I was like, Oh, she's going to do it. I mean, I was, I was totally in on this moment. And then you can, you know, the tears on her face. It just crushed me. Oh my God. And yeah. It, it wasn't until Hachiman spoke up that I'm going, what are you doing? Like, you need to be out of this conversation. And I understand, like I said, I understand what he was doing, but for him to draw those conclusions was a little bit kind of out of nowhere. Like, it almost felt like he knew what they were talking about, even though he shouldn't. Yeah. I but. mean, the the whole idea behind his character is he can't see emotion. He can only see... I don't know what he sees. But that, he sees that, thoughts but that first, <laughs> but that earlier scene after he... That breakdown scene with him was like, whoa, what the hell happened to Hachiman? They I actually, he actually got me to tear up. I was he like, broke, oh my gosh. <laughs> it goes back to what we were saying before. It was that idea of that person that is not emotional, like a, a father who is like, you know, eating oil, you know, working in trucks. And to have him cry, it was like, wait, no, you can't do that. That water does not come out of that your eyes. That doesn't work. <laughs> to see Hachiman, who's like always just very dull and just very self-centered and then, quiet and then, and then suddenly break down i was like whoa what you broke him and then the moto just saved the day at the <laughs> identity crisis i love that scene <laughs> i loved every scene with them too she was, oh. she's awesome like way awesome um but no that i think either the scene that that later scene with yui and her 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 declaration there um the the moment where uh any moment with the sister was great i enjoyed the moment with uh hayato and him basically going i don't like girls like you and they're like oh oh yeah i, I guess so and he's like no no i mean you i don't like what you're doing right now i was like yeah because <laughs> that was like the whole moment you're sitting there listen these girls just graining about making fun of hachiman or whatever and it's like he just like i don't i don't like that the only untroubling thing is that they never really got into what he was claiming that makes him a bad person, which I was 
I guess is another season three thing. I don't know if it's and, and that's what I was saying. I, missed I thought, something. I thought they they have I was getting the him. I was getting the impression of the 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 arranged marriage through the combination of him and the sister and it was like I uh, you're 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 convoluting things and it doesn't make any sense. So you think Hayato and Yukino are supposed to be arranged? Maybe it was either that or the I know they know each other. I don't know. <laughs> I know they know each other from their childhood. Maybe that the reason why he was saying I'm not a nice person to Hachiman is to tell him it's kind of hint at him as I'm gonna take your girl kind of thing. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe a little little stretch, but and is it, I was was it him that that, that gave the impre- or gave the at towards the beginning of the show it was almost like he was showing vibes of liking Yui. And then suddenly, and and that was like so frustrating. Towards the end, it was like, okay, now all of a sudden he's he's going yeah. after. Yeah, it you, was like know. what? Yeah, I kind of got that same feeling. I mean, to have the whole scene where I was like, was, "You stay away from Yui." <laughs> that whole scene where Yui was kind of uh, pretty much telling him that she liked. She, she was saying, "I like the club," but it's like you know what she's saying, and it was just a beautiful moment. The, the wind, the lighting was perfect. I'm like, oh my gosh, stop selling me on Yui. Ugh. I, I, I absolutely adore Yui. I think that she is just adorable. Let's just adorable. say that. Adorable. And I, I did actually end up liking the president after a certain point. It was like, senpai? I'm like, oh, oh wow. Saying, I have never been so into the senpai thing until now. You should take responsibility. Like, no, you don't say that. Oh, that was that was that. a good scene. <laughs> but yeah, they they just well they kind of put her on the forefront. Like they were almost trying to push in an idea of a harem, and it was like, okay, I don't know about. And then I'm like, oh, she no, don't don't make me like her. You're making me like her. She's she's very deceptively cute like she, she wants to be <laughs> it was so funny because at first it was like okay that's just annoying the little uh oh are you trying to confess me i'm not ready for you <laughs> i was yeah. like whoa okay that was a little bit weird you thinking a little highly of yourself and then and then towards the end it was like okay now it actually it, it works for you i'm i'm good with that <laughs> definitely 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 cute character uh which one do you want to hit next one that's hopefully a lot more a lot more people have actually watched. Of course, we kind of hit the one that most people probably didn't watch first. <laughs> I think that's probably the one that these people talk about. I don't know. I'm being wrong. Oh, by the way, if anybody that's listening to the spoiler section of this snafu to please don't go onto the forum and go, I know exactly what's going on between Yukino and Hayato and this and that and and, and spoil everything. If If your comments are not in regards to watching just season one and season two, please don't post it unless you want to put it in i, I wouldn't even post it because i'm 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 pretty sure that the that's gonna be i would go to the manga section of the forums and post about it there uh make a thread and stuff but don't don't post in this about that because this is only going to be for people that watch the show i don't want people get was it visual novel i have no idea i better look it up for somebody yell at me um which one do you want to talk about next would, i don't mind whichever you want to talk about etotama Probably it's only going to take a couple spoilery. seconds to do that. At least spoiler, we have them all. <laughs> I don't even remember what they were, so. Yeah, Snafu is a novel. I thought it was. Would you want to talk about Etodama? Did you forget? Already? I don't remember. <laughs> I just remember you said something about talking about it in the spoiler. Okay, then we'll, we'll talk. What is the other one we have? Plastic Memories. Let's do Plastic Memories. I'm, I'm sure a lot of people watch Plastic Memories. Um, 
I'm I'm pretty much sold on the 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 very end part was her, because uh, he he knelt over, he bent over to 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 shake her hand, and I think he could have pre existing knowledge of her being we call it reformatted or whatever, and the whisper he gave to her was the same one that she always gives everybody else. I, I hope that you're reunited with the one that you love. Yeah, I'm assuming that he would have allowed that to happen. And I don't think he would have been. I think it'd just be a thing of okay, let's start anew. Let, let's let's start over fresh. I know you're not her, but I want to be with you. I There's don't too many preconceived problems with that. I mean, <laughs> I I know that that's pretty. I mean, I I thought I thought the same thing because I think that there was a bracelet on her arm or something like that that was the same as. Uh, Sila or Isla or what? It's not the the one that they do all the digit stuff off of. They have a, they, doesn't everybody have a wristwatch or a wish I don't thing? remember. I I just it, I think that there was something about the 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 thing that gave me the impression that it was it was mainly the fact that he had to bend over to 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 shake her hand. But that does not to say that there's not many different uh, uh, short gift. Yeah, not not really <laughs> saying that, but. Well, yeah, the first lolly obviously breaks that rule. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, in the in the in the the compound itself, I mean, you have uh, what's her the Sundari girl's uh, gift? Yeah, yeah he's pretty too. he's pretty short, but just very very short. I mean, he had to he had to he had to go way down there. To, I mean, it was to get like maybe a puppy. I don't know. Uh, yeah. See, where he walks up, kind of has to been down to well and i guess he doesn't go down too far but no he just got her uniform i don't see a bracelet no unless it's the just the feet maybe you're you're thinking of no go back go back go back back but no i, I guess my, my main struggle with the show is really the fact that i i i honestly really do think this show would have been just fine to be maybe a, a cop show or something see the cuffs of her arm were any of the other ones the same the cuffs of her arm her arm cuffs for her sleeve orange black white they're all like that are they yeah i i thought you were mean that it was it was tied off look like it was like a tied off or whatever i thought it was too but i don't think you can really draw anything from the feet look at the other uniforms no they they have the same uniforms there's nothing to tell us that it's his eyes or whatever Isla. yeah and i think i guess probably their their feet are probably the same too <laughs> they all have the same shoes and pants so <laughs> except for her she got brown pants she's allowed to wear whatever she wants to wear because she's she's crazy teacher girl oh there's different she's got big old boots well she could wear different clothes yeah not definitely not the same shoes oh well We'll never get closure unless they make your a second, theory is broken. Unless they make a second season of nothing, <laughs> it'll be the next nine and a half years, and then she'll die again. <laughs> it's just gonna be nine years of them in an apartment together. You're like, I'm not gonna let you go again. But I also thought it was kind of, and I, I know they kind of quote unquote closed that chapter, but they did spend quite a bit of time dealing with the idea of. Uh, rehashing old memories or, or residual memories is what I would call it. Mm-hmm. And the idea that there's memories that could have been removed but still re- is retained within the shell of the, gu- the Giftia. And 
that was another idea maybe him hoping that just being with her over time maybe eventually she'll just kind of gather her memory back or whatever yeah there's a lot of things that, that, that goes back to my problem with the show is like there was so many different things they could have done with that ending they could have done a him run away with her but then realize he can't do it or uh or not go through with it in the very end but it was kind of interesting how they did it at the very top of the the stinking ferris wheel like a let this be my last memory kind of moment was, was kind i of thought sweet. it was a gorgeous scene it was a Absolutely very sweet scene, sweet scene. It I was absolutely in tears. <laughs> I was so in tears. I thought that, that was, was like just... the only moment that that kind of got me was just the fact that it was kind of out of it. I wasn't expecting it at that moment. It just kind of happened. And of course, you had the had to do the the speech or the the phrase back to her. It was it was all right. It was it was it was decent for an ending to it. It's just going up to that moment I was I had struggles with so. Is there anything else in there? Not really. Like I said, there wasn't much to the positive <laughs> memory one. Uh, it was funny because I, I actually had it one moment in that show. It was when they went to the, the the carnival again. And she went I think she went to go see the 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 mascot guy and he was kind of alone off the side. And he looked over and seen his shadow and he panicked. And I was like for a split second there, I was going what if he's the gift you know, all along? This would have been like some crazy twist, but then they would have to do a lot of flashbacks to changing things. Like, well, here's the scene where he was in the room with uh, the the chief girl, and oh, it comes to reveal that in the envelope wasn't Isla's picture; it was his picture, and like all these these things that would have to be changed just to you kind know, of reveal it, that he had some delusions that he was actually the gift yeah it's actually cool. <laughs> it's actually funny because i think i thought about that once or twice through the show it's like okay what if they turned this over and made it like it shows me the, the, one of the, the best of the twists it so would have been a great twist like they drive up to the front of the the, the building uh at the very beginning of the show and they just turn him on right there he, that's the moment he's activated and he walks in there and just thinks that he's a human being and they, and they, and they, but they then I, totally, I think it was just a thing where he felt like he was isolated or something like that. I don't know what it was. And they totally could have played that just so well. I mean, that would have been one of those I things was, that everybody, everybody had dumped this show after episode six. It would and have been, been like, oh, and we're, no. We, we don't, you don't understand. This is the greatest show ever. The best <laughs> twist. But no, imagine this. They go up in the Ferris wheel. And then when it gets up to the tart part, part uh, and this is what I was waiting, I was, I was like, you're not going to do that. You can't do that. And you would imagine Isla's like, um, this this has to be the end of it. Uh, this is where we say our goodbye or whatever. And then instead of, I was waiting for her to put the ring on his finger, like out of nowhere, just slide on there. And then him go, what are you doing? And she's like, it's time for you to go. It would be like, oh my gosh, mind blown. <laughs> <laughs> and then like I said, you would do the flashback to him kind of being delusional as to the, what the picture was in the envelope. It was actually him, not Isla. That would, be, that would be crazy. And then I realized it was just a standard tragic girlfriend show. So. <laughs> You're such a butt. <laughs> oh, that would be mind-blowing. I'm sorry. That would be cool. You know it would be. Uh, would have been great. It would have been a great twist. That would have been a good twist. I'm not arguing that point. That's a great <laughs> twist. But... She's always been distancing herself because she found out right off the bat that he was about to go out. <laughs> and that was the only, that was the only reason why she was quiet in the in the apartment. And everything because she didn't want to get connected because she had one. She had a gift. She has some kind of she has some kind of giftia uh, uh, pretending to be a giftia thing. 
she has issues. <laughs> she swims all the time in the tank for some reason. She's not a gift yet. <laughs> uh, was there anything we had on Soundophonium? Um, 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 no, I, I don't really have anything to talk about on that one. It was kind of. Still don't remember what it was that you in in Entotome you wanted to talk about. Mm. Well, we did kind of jump on the idea. Well, we kind of danced around it with the the idea of the the killing shot was the the thing that oh that's Yanta what it was. yeah created to basically kill uh, Chuton because she seen that she was becoming corrupted. She was she was becoming. Dark now there's there's two there's two directions that I could see that that thing and and one being that she was doing it as a um a mercy killing which yeah that was I, I don't out of it. I don't like see a, I don't want to see you turn dark so I'll just finish you now kind of thing I don't see I don't see Nyantan at at any point give the impression and that's why I was saying yeah I see that as a as a possible character logic break, I don't see her as the type to be okay with killing somebody. Yeah, that was. That I was see my her as that more like, yeah, I see her as more of a type of character that would be almost shonen esque, where I will beat you into submission until you decide that you're. And that's what she did at the end too, which is kind of weird. Like she finally realized I didn't have to actually kill you. I could just do yeah. this instead. And that's that's her character. What they were saying that she was doing in the past didn't make any sense. Now, that's why in my head, for some stupid reason, I almost got the impression that she was almost doing it as a, I'm reaching in and this is the only way that I can either purify it or take that power from you. Yeah, I, I can see it. Maybe she originally had the idea. Because of, you also see, to, I, I see the corruption happening. It's gonna destroy you. I don't want that to happen to you. So I'm going to use this technique to possibly figure out a way to cleanse your heart. And maybe they mistranslated that as I'm going to destroy you before it happens. And then later on, she figured it. It plays out like she it figured also, out a different way of doing it. Also, her power, if you notice, is hers is blue. Choose is uh, red. Naturally. Which, <laughs> naturally. <laughs> Does that mean one is good and one is bad? I don't know. I'm just saying, you know, I'm going to just set that here as a possible, okay, one is purifying, the other one's killing. Who knows? Now, it was definitely, she definitely was saying, okay, uh, you can't do what you're doing because something bad is going to happen. Why would she be fighting so hard to, no, you cannot do this. You're going to, this is dangerous. You can't push me away type thing, you know. For who? Nyantan was telling Chutan, or Chu, you can't, you can't do this because she was, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to kill you type thing. She kept, and, and Nyantan was holding on really tight. You can't, you can't push me away type thing because if you do that, this is dangerous. If she was planning on killing her, okay, then whatever. I mean, <laughs> I'll kick me away. It'll just yank it right on out of you. I can't believe they made Uritan into Kenny, is the best way I can put it. The character that dies all the time. I was like, poor, poor Uritan. I was like a favorite character. And, 
and that kind of lends itself into my my thought that Mouton wasn't going to die completely. It's like when that when that when, when Mouton went down, I was like, they're not going to stick to this. The show is the, the show's already proven that it doesn't doesn't stick to stuff like that. And everybody's going, no, no, I think they're going to stick to it this time. I'm like, no, they're not going to stick to it. Well, sure I enough, did too. I did there's too. There's a residual coming out. Oh, mew mew, and now she's a midget or a little chibi. <laughs> I I I I, and that was so funny because that particular. When they when when they brought her back, I was like, okay, I'm I'm good with that. I'm okay with Mouton coming back. Yeah, when right. they killed her off, I was actually a little bit surprised. I was like, okay, that's part. Of, that was that's, part where it's like, man, this got dark. Like, well, when they killed when dark. they killed when they killed Uriton, I was like, okay, this is dark. I mean, whoa. <laughs> and then, and now, that was it was hard to accept that time. I mean, yeah, it, when that happened, that was about the same time as something else happening in another show, and this became this. This season became the season of killing lollies, and I was like, yeah. "What is hell? What is with the season in this?" And <laughs> and I almost didn't want to accept it because of how comedic it did it. Like she literally charged in, and she was about to swing her sword, and she ran to her sword in her head. I was like, "That was a really goofy way of doing that. What is going on?" And I didn't think I it was funny. It was, I thought it was pretty be- messed up. <laughs> it was messed up, but it was it was done comedically. It was a. And no. then it, and no, yeah, that wasn't that funny. Was a, it was, no, I'm saying the show did it comedically. I'm not saying it was funny. It was very sad because I love Uitan, but it was just it, it didn't seem like it was real. I was like, are they really gonna do this? And then sure enough, it's like, yeah, <laughs> spits it and spits all of his coffee in Nantan's face. <laughs> I watched that scene again. He just turns and goes, boo, right in her face. Oh, and Mutan's over there going, oh. Tied up, loving, goofy. Show. Yeah, they totally destroyed Mouton. <laughs> uh, yes, ecstasy. <laughs> I love you, ecstasy. <laughs> and they, they, and they, they, they do that all the time with American type characters. Like, okay, this character is going to be the American, blonde. huge chested, blonde haired. Pink and hair. she has just destroyed English. Ugh. Anyway, I guess we it should wrap up. It is funny a little bit, though, I guess. We, we should probably wrap up. Alrighty. Yep. It is that time. Well, we hope you all enjoyed our little spoiler segment. I will figure out something to do the closing song in here. It'll be something, probably a surprise. I think, yeah, no, I already did that song. I don't know. I'll figure something out. We hope you all enjoyed our little spoiler segment. Uh, thank you all for listening. You all have a wonderful week, and you all take care. Oh,